Jano Media, in association with Get Over It Productions, brings you The Wrath of Josie Steggles, a revenge comedy pod play in five parts. Looking for inspiration, Josie turns to her main power source, books. And after conducting some research in the true crime section of her beloved bookshop, she comes up with a plan to take Darren out. But after preparations result in a personal tragedy, will she actually have the bottle to carry it out? The Wrath of Josie Steggles is sponsored by Three Spirit Drinks, award-winning botanical elixirs and alt wines designed for flavour and function. And right now, if you make a purchase through the Three Spirit Drinks website using the promo code SCENE, you can get 15% off your first order. That's S-C-E-N-E for 15% off. Please remain seated for episode three as we meet the ill-fated Titus. The afternoon shift in the bookshop. I'm on my break and wander onto the shop floor. Over to the crime section. I leaf through a couple of true crime books. A bit of research. Hmm. What would be the best way to do away with someone? I could attack Darren with a baseball bat. But due to his sheer physical mass and cage-fighting skills, he'd probably overpower me. Unless I make sure he's still asleep and alone, slowly sneak into his room, climb on top of him, sit astride him, plunge a sharp stiletto needle into his dark heart. Oh, Josie, you mustn't get carried away. No, you see a monster like Darren, a direct fight is too risky. He needs to be slowly dismantled, piece by piece, brought down to his knees. It's then, as I leaf through a hardback about true crime murders, that I turn to the chapter on poisoning. There's a story in there about Gina, a lady from Oregon, who discovers that her husband, Frank, is having an affair. She's heartbroken and plots her revenge. And so, undertaking her own research on the internet, she discovers the power of antifreeze. It's a fantastic poison, apparently. Five-star rating. Antifreeze contains a substance called ethylene glycol. Not only is it deadly, easy to get hold of, but it's also sweet to taste. On the night of their 10th anniversary, Gina places several spoonfuls in Frank's red wine and Chinese takeaway. Might taste just fine, sweetie. Oh, honey, I don't feel so good. All right, I'm going to bed. The following morning, Frank doesn't wake up. He's fallen into a coma. His kidneys fail. He dies three days later. And Gina is caught. Due to a simple mistake. Oh dear, I feel sorry for Gina. But I'm also 
filled with admiration. Maybe I write her a letter. She's currently on death row. When was this book published again? Josie, what the fuck are you doing? You're not allowed in here. I look up. James spits in my face. I told you I want you in the stock room, but I'm on my break. I don't care. You've got your staff badge on. I don't want you talking to customers. James pushes his white skunk-like hair back, stomps off. I think he wants me to cry, to run away, to never come back. No way, mate. I glance across at Bridget, who's behind the till. She saw everything and puts her hand on my shoulder. Are you okay, Josie? Do you want to make a complaint to the area manager? And I say, no, it's okay. I might kill him, though. Bridget smiles and walks away. But unfortunately, James's day of reckoning will have to wait. Because as every girl knows, you could only kill one man at a time. And I believe in monogamy. The next morning. Sunday. My day off. I pour a few dollops of antifreeze into a bowl on the table. I stare at it. The pink colour. It's almost appealing. I giggle. Josie, you've been quite silly. I pick up the bowl, about to bore it down the sink. What the... I'm distracted. I shudder. Titus's brooding silhouette waits outside the window. I better let him in. He'll only get angry and bite me. I open the window. In he comes. And there you go. He drops a dead rodent next to my feet. Titus, you four-legged fuck. I take the mouse outside to the bins. Return to the flat and see Titus on the drainer next to the sink lapping up the pink liquid in the bowl. Shit! I'd better take him to the vets now! But hold on. How do I explain the antifreeze? My visit to Halfords. Because despite having over 100 lessons, I don't actually drive. I'm not a natural driver, apparently, according to my instructor. No. I'll have to... Titus. It was his own fault. He knows he's not supposed to be on the drainer. I give him some Felix, as good as it gets. Lamb and chicken flavour. His favourite. He munches away. Then off he trots, back towards the window, ready to do some more killing. Except... Now the window's shut. Titus, sorry, mate. You're not going anywhere. Titus takes several hours to die. He goes through several stages. He's sick. His eyes roll and twitch. He wobbles as he walks around, like he's drunk. He gets very sleepy. He looks at me 
stares. And I have to be honest, it's like he's looking into my soul. And if he could speak, I'm sure he'd say, Please, you've beat me. I know it. You're a worthy opponent. But let me die outside. Open the window, please. But I can't. I won't. And so eventually, he just gets too tired. Stops moving. It's night. I put Titus's body in a black bag, then in my rucksack. He's bloody heavy. Outside, it's cold, so I put my hood up. I walk down to the park, Roth Park Lake. I stand by the edge. I look around. There's no one in sight. I remove the bag and with a big heave, throw it into the water, then walk away. I feel the cold wind biting against my face and realise without Titus I am now truly alone and I'm not upset no way I feel free fearless and ready The water's running. Darren lathers the shower lotion over the mountains of his chest, then sends it down into his groin. I observe for a few moments, studying my prey, then head downstairs. In the kitchen, I open the fridge, remove the jug. It's three quarters full. Perfect. I take the antifreeze out from my bag and run through my plan. I'm going to poison Darren's smoothie, his main power source. But not all in one hit. Because if I poured in a big dollop, he'd be sure to notice. It'd be too sweet for a start. Besides, one dose probably won't be enough because he's so bloody massive. No. Better to slowly introduce the pink goodness. Start with a capful. Get the stuff into his system work its magic. I take the cap off the antifreeze bottle. Hesitate. I'm not really going to do this, am I? Upstairs, the shower switches off. Do it, Josie, do it. I pour a capful into the jug. My hands are shaking. Quick, get a spoon. Stir it in. Put the jug back in the fridge. Shut it. Move over to the living room. And breathe. Darren appears from the stairs. He's wearing just a towel. He checks in the mirror. Muscles still there. And then over to the fridge. He takes out the jug and pours himself a glass. He goes to take a sip, but stops. He sniffs the drink. He's not going to do it. He's moving towards the sink. He's going to pour it away. No. He downs the smoothie in one. Leaves the glass on the countertop. Even though he's right next to the sink, it would be no actual effort to put it in the sink. But because he's the king, well, he can't. 
And then off he goes, upstairs. I feel this strange sense of fulfilment because finally I found my purpose in life. My name's Josie Steggles and I kill bad men. The Wrath of Josie Steggles is written by Kevin Jones, stars Maddie McMahon, and is directed by Scott Lacrasse. It's a Jano Media podcast in association with Get Over It Productions. If you enjoyed this pod play, please leave us a review. All feedback is welcome. And head over to the other podcast we make, The Scene, tiny pieces of portable theatre. The Scene is dedicated to giving new writing and fringe theatre a digital reach beyond the stage. Follow us everywhere at the scene underscore pod.